Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or lost your 10th gratitude journal, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. It's here, we're finally at the 100th episode. And before I get into everything I have to share with you, I wanted to let you know that I am doing a giveaway with the 100th episode. So I invite you to visit a really simple link. It's a bit.ly, so bit.ly and then forward slash 100 episode giveaway. So 100 is a number and then episode giveaway, all one word, no caps, nothing super easy. And what I'm doing is I'm giving away uh, a number of things from my Wake Up With Gratitude shop, including some of my prints, my book, a gratitude journal, and I'll be including some of the nutritionals and samples from USANA Health Sciences as well. So the prize pack is going to give you just a sampling of everything that I offer in my shop. It's going to help you with your gratitude journey in 2021, and we're going to be celebrating 100 episodes together. So to enter that, simply visit bit.ly forward slash 100 episode giveaway. 100 is the number and then episode giveaway, all lowercase, really easy and you'll be entered into the draw and I'll be making the draw on January 8th. So you've got a week to get your name in that draw. Thanks for entering and let's get into this very exciting celebration of 100 episodes of the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm going to be taking you through definitely some of the things that we are celebrating with 100 episodes of the podcast, but I'm also going to share with you 10 things I'm grateful for that happened in 2020. I know some of you are probably groaning. How can you find the good in 2020? But my friends, I promise you that this is one of the most important things we can do is to look back on 2020 and find the things that we are grateful for, find the things that brought us joy and the lessons that we learned as we move ahead in 2021. So happy new year. Here we are. It's the very first day of 2021 and I am so thrilled to be sharing with you the 100th episode of the podcast. I launched this podcast in December of 2019, and my original intention for the podcast was to share interviews for a video series that I had done called 30 Days of Self-Love. And 30 Days of Self-Love was something that I did for myself. At the time, when I first started recording those videos, I was feeling really down on myself. I was, you know, struggling with self-esteem. I was really struggling with body image and all of these things. And I thought, you know, if someone like me who practices gratitude and posts and shares about gratitude is struggling, well, I can't be the only person who's struggling. So I started it really for myself and for me to learn about things that other people were doing to practice self-love. But what ended up happening, of course, is that it not only impacted myself, but so many of you that started listening to the podcast right at the beginning. So what I did is I recorded about 25 interviews for the 30 days of self-love. 
And after that was done, it was a, like I said, a video series that I shared through Facebook and it's also available through email. You can get one video a day for 30 days. And I decided that I was going to take the audio from those videos and put it into a podcast. So when I first started my podcast, I already had a number of interviews kind of in the vault, as we would say. So I was ready to go hit the ground running with a podcast. And I also made a commitment. I made a commitment to get to at least 50 episodes. I remember I had been listening to another podcaster and she said, you know, when I committed to doing a podcast, I said to myself, I'm not going to decide whether to continue with the podcast or not until I hit at least 50 episodes because it takes about 50 episodes to really start to understand what your podcast is and how you're going to do your podcast. And I agree. You know, look back and listen to some of the older episodes and there are some really great ones in the first 50. Absolutely. But the way that I've grown as a podcaster and the way that I've connected with people on a deeper level and the way that our interviews can really bring up emotions for not only, you know, myself and the person I'm interviewing, but for those that are listening has been really, really powerful. And that's, what's so exciting about being here at the 100th episode. And to share a little bit about that, I actually, in around the middle of November, I hit episode 90. Now at the beginning of the podcast, this is a bit of a podcasting tip is I released two episodes a week pretty much until I hit episode 50. That really helped my podcast to get momentum. And I hit, you know, my 10,000 downloads I hit at episode 60. Now at episode, as we approach episode 100, I'm at 35,000 downloads. It's grown in a tremendous amount, but that two episodes a week really helped the podcast get the momentum at the beginning. But then, um, especially through the summer, I found it harder to connect with people for interviews and, So the podcast slowed to one episode a week for quite some time. So as I got to episode 90 in November, I had this goal for myself. I said, you know, it'd be really amazing to finish my first full year of podcasting with my hundredth episode. And this was a big goal because I hadn't, first of all, I didn't have interviews in the bank as I did before, which is one of the reasons I was able to publish two a week. And the other thing was, is we're going into December, you know, it's generally a busy time of year for people. They might not have time to connect for a podcast, but I made it happen. And I kept saying, if you've been listening to the podcast, you hear me in the instructions saying, I'll be sharing with you the 100th episode on January 1st, 2021. And I just kept saying it and saying it until it actually became reality. It wasn't easy. There was one week where I did three podcast interviews in a week, which is a lot. One of my guests, the wrong mic picked up my audio. It was my webcam audio and it was terrible. I couldn't fix it. So we re-recorded. Then my husband and I recorded uh, an hour long podcast together. And for some reason, I think the mic became disconnected. And so no audio was recorded whatsoever. And we re-recorded. So I ended up recording two more. So I think I recorded 10 episodes or 11 episodes in a five-week period of time just to make sure that I would be able to release number 100 for January 1st, 2021. And I also didn't want to just, you know, put in an extra episode that didn't really fit with the the theme of the podcast. I wanted to make sure that I delivered value all the way up to episode 99 going into 100. 
And I will share with you that episode 99, I feel was the exact right episode to share with you at that time, because connecting with Christy Nelson, the uh, executive director of a network for grateful living just feels like this beautiful alignment of what I've been working towards this past year. So the podcast has become one of my biggest sources of joy. I absolutely love interviewing so many people that I never would have met otherwise. And what's really amazing is when I first started the podcast in those first 50 episodes, the majority of people that I interviewed were already in my circle. I already knew them. I was connected to them directly. And as we grew, I've had more and more people that I don't know personally, and that I've been recommended to connect with the podcast. And I've been able to share their stories with you as well. One thing I am going to do in another episode is I will share with you the things I've learned from my first year of podcasting, um, how I started my podcast, some of the tools that I use, the mistakes that I made <laughs> and um, you know how I actually sort of the behind the scenes on the podcast. So that episode will be coming out shortly. But what I wanted to do to celebrate the 100th episode of the podcast is I wanted to share the 10 things I'm grateful for in 2020. One thing that's always been really important to me is planning and creating the year ahead of time. But before I can do that, I always make sure to spend some time reviewing the year that has passed. And this is a year that changed us. This is a year that we will never, ever, ever forget. And truth be told, things will stay different, at least for the next year, um, in terms of mass gatherings and concerts and conventions and all these things that are something that I really miss, absolutely, getting together with large groups. I think slowly we'll be able to get back to some of these really amazing things, but we're going to see the world very differently than we did at the beginning of 2020. And let's not forget there were two months of 2020 where most of us, you know, were just living life as always, things were normal and status quo until everything sort of shut down in the beginning of March here in North America. So I'm going to talk about the 10 things I'm grateful for this past year. And I, I have a list written out. I'm, I'm pausing because I'm trying to think about where to start. And I think I'm going to start with being grateful for the crumbling of our foundation. I think we always kind of thought that we knew what life was going to look like. You know, we could set our goals and have our dreams and things would kind of unfold in an ordinary, fairly linear way. And a global pandemic has really shattered the foundation that most of us have built our lives on in so many different ways. And for me, as hard as it is to feel like the foundation is gone and that we're building anew, one of the ways that I signed my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, has been to build your amazing life on a foundation of gratitude. 
It's something that I've shared every year when we do the, the planning for the year. I always talk about, you know, how are we building our year on gratitude? We start, like I said, with gratitude for the year that is past, gratitude for the people in our lives, all of these ways to build our lives on gratitude. And so I think this opportunity we have, this crumbling of the foundation, really provides us this chance to rebuild our lives, but to change what our foundations have been in the past. And one thing that I learned from my last interview is about gratefulness. And, you know, Christy Nelson said, gratitude waits for something to happen and gratefulness waits for nothing. Gratefulness is a state of being. And I absolutely believe that as we rebuild, if we choose gratefulness as a foundation for how we are going to rebuild our lives, I think the world will benefit tremendously from that. The second thing is that it gave us a chance to re-examine our values and what's important to us. So perhaps you know, before all this, we might've said family is important to us. We might've said that, you know, spending time with my spouse, my partner, my kids, my grandkids, my niece, my nephew, whatever that family means to you, that was a priority. But the way we were showing up in our lives was not reflecting that. And this time that we've had where our lives have been completely turned topsy-turvy has allowed us to re-examine not only what our value system is, but also the way that we spend our time and invest our money. And all of these things are really connected by what we value the most, right? If before the pandemic, we were spending all of our time working and spending our time at the office and you know, not connecting with our family, we could say that family was a value, but the, our outward actions were not showing that. And now with how much time maybe we have been spending with our intimate family unit, perhaps not spending as much time with our extended family unit, but we can look and say, okay, what are my values and how am I living those values in the decisions that I make? A big value for me has always been integrity. And I know that over the past year, my integrity has absolutely been tested. I have to say that definitely it's not always easy to maintain my integrity, especially when I have different views on the way things are unfolding right now than other people in my life that I care about. But what I've learned from that is that it's important for me to maintain my integrity about what I believe to be true and what I see as reality and still have compassion for others. And that's the third thing that I want to share with you is having compassion for others. That's one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for is really having this ability to learn how to be more compassionate. And I have decided that my word of the year for 2021 is going to be compassion. I love that choice because compassion, first of all, has so many ways that we can express that we can be compassionate. We can have compassion for others. 
Um, it can be used in so many wonderful ways. And also for me, it really means having an understanding for what somebody else is going through. So as an empath, you know, that often colors how I feel about things. I can feel people's emotions. Sometimes it's overwhelming for me. And I want to take the part of me, you know, that, that is empathic, but really take a step back and look at the world with more compassion and kindness and love. And that's where I think one of the gifts of this year has been is this ability to be compassionate and this ability to listen and learn from other people's stories before making judgments. This is very difficult. I definitely struggle with this. And I, I struggle with compassion, especially when I feel like things aren't fair or I feel jealous of somebody else's success. If you've been around the podcast, you know, that jealousy is one of the things that I've struggled with the most in my life, (laughs) my, you know, almost 45 years of living on this earth. I've probably struggled with it for about 44 of those years and having compassion, I, I feel is a great way to extinguish those feelings of jealousy or envy. And understanding that, especially this past year, we've all been through really difficult times. We've all faced challenges and we may not express them in the same way, but I don't know anybody who hasn't faced a challenge in 2020 that was bigger than they ever had before. So this ability to express compassion and understanding for others and focusing on kindness and love, uh, not only is it something that I'm grateful for, for 2020, but it's what's going to bring me forward in 2021. The next thing I want to share with you is about really the communities that have come from this pandemic. So one of the things that my husband started doing at the end of January, so just about a month before we went into the first lockdown, was he started streaming video games on a service called Twitch. And like many of you, those words didn't make any sense to me when I first heard them. I was like, what are you talking about? You're just going to play video games and people are going to watch you? Like, I don't understand how this works. And I really didn't. For about a month, I didn't even watch my husband do this. I was kind of against it. I didn't understand it. And then I started to invest some time in understanding what this was and understanding what the community is. And my husband plays in a community with a game called Borderlands 3 and a community community that for the most part is not toxic. You know, a lot of online gaming communities are very toxic because of the types of games that are really more competitive, but this game encourages cooperation. It encourages you working with your team. So in that way, you know, the, the competitive aspect of the community isn't really there. So that really helps keep the community really positive. So what happens is when someone is streaming on Twitch, that they're live, they're, they're broadcasting their video gameplay. They have, they may or may not have a camera. They have a microphone. So they're interacting with people. They might um, be interacting with people in a voice chat, or they might just be interacting with people who are typing in a live chat and creating conversations, just talking about the game, but also talking about people's lives. And I started to get to know the community. I started to hang out on my husband's stream. And I started to get interested in being a part of this community. And so I started doing this online streaming uh, in at the end of June. And 
I started playing the same game as my husband and I always, my stream is different than his. Like I just, I love to play with friends. So I would always play with two or three friends. The game is a four, four player game. So we'd play together, talk on audio party, connect with chat, just have a really good time. And I am so grateful for this community that we built over the past you know, almost a year together because that community have become some of our very closest friends. And for me, that is something that I'm tremendously grateful for in 2020. And I hope that for you, you've also found a way to connect online with the community because creating community is also a huge gift out of 2020. You know, I've moved across the country three years ago. I'm from uh, Eastern Ontario outside of Toronto, and I live now on Vancouver Island. And I've been living here for two years. And I really struggled with, you know, creating friends IRL in real life. And I just found it hard. I attended, you know, a networking group. It took me a year to really feel like I had friends in that networking group. I had some great moms from a mom group, but again, we, we actually became closer during the pandemic more than anything, but this online community that was created through the Twitch community has really been such a gift to our family. So um, going forward into 2021, I want you to really look at online communities and find yours, whatever it may be, but I just encourage you so much to find an online community. We'll be right back to the podcast after a short word from our sponsor. Friends, I don't know about you, but this time of year, one of my priorities is staying healthy. As we go into the long and dark winter months, it becomes harder and harder to do all the things that we would normally do to keep our immune system healthy, like getting outside, enjoying the sunshine. You know, I live on Vancouver Island. There's a lot of rain and gray days. And, you know, if you know me, I love to go out to the beach and catch the sunrise or sunset, but my goodness, when there's only about eight hours of daylight, it definitely makes it hard to stay healthy. So I wanted to share with you one of my secrets for staying healthy and keeping my immune system in check. And that is that for the past 16 years, I've been trusting my own health and my family's health to the nutritional supplements that are provided by USANA Health Sciences. I've been partnered with them for the past 16 years, and what I want to share with you is just a foundation um, of nutritional supplements to help you to stay healthy this winter season. So what I've put together is a very simple combination of foundational products for our healthy immune system and to keep ourselves happy and renewing well during these dark, dark, long winter days. So what I'd like you to do is check out this link. It's a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly forward slash healthy pandemic life. Very simple bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. That's all lowercase because bit.ly is our case sensitive. And all I've done is shared with you some of my favorite USANA products. So I've shared our vitamin D product. I've shared our poly C, which is a vitamin C product and pro glucomune, which is a mouthful to say, but the long and the short of it is that it's a beautiful mushroom powder product with beta glucans and zinc to help prime your immune system all year round. These are products I take every single day. I have for over a decade 
and I wouldn't miss a day. So check that out, Healthy Pandemic Life. It's a bit.ly link and I'll be happy to take care of all your nutritional needs through USANA Health Sciences. Going beyond community, um, another place where I found commitment, and that's something else that I'm very grateful for in 2020s, the commitment I made to attending um, a daily business mindset fitness working session called the Power Hour. One of the women that I work with, she's one of my mentors. Her name is Krista Rialba. You might've caught her episode. I did an interview with her just a couple episodes ago, episode 98. And when we first went into lockdown, she had this vision of creating what she called a power hour where um, people from across the country that work in our network marketing business with USANA would meet for an hour via Zoom And we would do all the things that are necessary to build business, but also to build as human beings and good people. And so that model of the power hour grew and grew and grew. And finally, in September, um, you know, a friend of ours here out West, another mentor, uh, Deanda Roche, she decided that she would now run a power hour at a a little bit more of an appealing time for the Western people. It starts at 8 a.m. Pacific time and, you know, kind of take the mantle from Krista and continue to grow this power hour, Monday to Friday, one hour commitment to growing a business. And for me, it had been years since I'd committed to my business. I've been in my marketing business for uh, almost 15 or 16 years in uh, February. I'll have to do the math on that. But anyways, it's been over a decade and the last three years moving twice in 10 months, um, starting over, I have, and homeschooling my daughter through this whole thing. I've really struggled with commitment. So the huge gift of this power hour has been the commitment to show up every day and to show up with my team. And then of course, it's another online, beautiful community that is growing. We've doubled in size since September. It is absolutely outstanding. So that's my next thing is really that commitment. So, you know, I encourage you to ask yourself, you know, what did I commit to in 2020, right? Where was my commitment to show up? You know, I want to pause for just a moment and and talk about the commitment for our healthcare workers who have shown up no matter what, our essential workers that kept showing up for us when they didn't know how this virus was transmitted. They didn't know, you know, whether they were putting their lives at risk every day. You know, the teachers that showed up to a classroom that was ill-prepared, all of these things, you know, that commitment to being of service to others is a tremendous gift that we have received in 2020, which leads me to my next point, which is this outpouring of gratitude that we saw. And I say saw because as I wrote back in April, um, this outpouring of gratitude has definitely faded, but it was at the time, this incredible gift to see people come together at seven o'clock, wherever they were in their time zone, anywhere in the world, and to make noise outside the window so that the, you know, the essential workers and the healthcare workers would know that we support them. 
you know, making the, the signs and putting the hearts up in our windows, like all these things that we did to express our gratitude for people that had often been overlooked, right? When was the last time you actually spoke and connected with the person who was, you know, checking out your groceries, right? But at the time, especially in March and April, they were essential workers. They were working while the rest of us were staying home as much as possible, not really knowing or understanding what to do in order to keep ourselves as safe as possible. So this outpouring of gratitude, I wrote a blog about it called a tsunami of gratitude. And I remember writing all these incredible ways that we show gratitude, showing we put hearts on our garbage cans for goodness sake. It was absolutely incredible. And what I want us to take from that is I want you to think back to that time when your Facebook feed was filled with people that had gratitude for each other, because it's not that way today. It we've shifted away from that tsunami of gratitude. So I want to take us forward in 2021. And again, remember what it feels like to be in a tsunami of gratitude and you be the catalyst for that. You share your gratitude. You know, back in November, I did a 30 days of gratitude challenge and I encourage you to do the same. Just start your own 30 days of gratitude challenge at any moment, at any time, share your gratitude with the world. We really want to flood our social media spaces with gratitude as much as possible. So moving on to the next point, which is related to social media, it is about the being grateful for connection and social media and zoom meeting are the two ways that have really allowed us to stay connected this year. I am super grateful for zoom, not only because I record my podcast on it, but I've been a zoom customer for years and I love the service. I really have had very little challenges with connectivity or privacy or anything. All that crazy stuff that was happening in Zoom had never happened in my world. Um, and I just, I'm so grateful actually now that when you say I'll meet you on my Zoom, people know what to do. I'm actually really grateful for that because I've been building my business like this for many, many years. And I just no longer have to explain what it is to meet on Zoom. Now, yes, we did run into Zoom fatigue and we got tired of it, but I'll tell you one of the gifts of that is really understanding that we can say no to virtual meetings just as much as we can say no to regular meetings. And like many of you, I experienced Zoom fatigue at the beginning of the pandemic, and I started saying no. I started saying no more often to, you know, meeting up with groups that weren't aligned with what I was building or growing. I just started saying no. And I'm grateful that I have that ability to say no, but I'm just, again, so grateful that Zoom is here for us and allows us to meet. I know there are many other technologies we can use, but for me, I still rely on Zoom. I have a professional account now, which is actually an amazing gift. I'm so grateful that uh, USANA, who I partner with, actually allows us to basically use a group plan for Zoom. And I have capabilities that I never did before as um, with my own account and just, just such an amazing, amazing gift. And then the connection through social media. Social media to me is a tool for creating content. 
And that is a shift for me this year, a massive shift from consuming to creating. How am I adding value and adding abilities to share the things that that are most important to me, that are aligned with my values, that I want to bring to the world through this medium that is generally free. I mean, I am so grateful to, if you're going to live through a global pandemic, that we're living through it at a time when we have social media that can serve us in so many ways, that we can stay in touch with people that we would not be able to otherwise, that we can share beautiful pictures, that we can share the podcast, you know, and and just share it with so many people and connect with people in ways that we would not otherwise. Social media can be dangerous. Social media can really, you know, steer us the wrong way. Social media can be full of negative news. And it's our choice. Again, just like you can say no to showing up for a virtual Zoom meeting, you can say no to the things on your feed that aren't bringing you joy or that make you feel bad or that just put you in a bad mood. You know, you can just unfollow, unsubscribe. It's super easy. So um, connection is something I'm very grateful for. Uh, goodness, there's only a few things left on the list and I'm, I'm really touched by the next thing that I have gratitude for this year. And that's the support local movement. So before the pandemic, I had an incident happen where on the community page that I belong to. So I live in a small little seaside village called Lanceville. You may or may not have heard me talk about it, but that's where I live. It's um, near a, a larger city called Nanaimo here on Vancouver Island. And I love my little seaside village. I love living here and I love sharing photos from the village. And what happened was I got banned from our community page for sharing my photos too often because they were being shared from a business page. At the time, I didn't even really have a store yet. I wasn't really selling anything. So it was all very confusing. And so I was very upset. You know, this was a place not only where I got to share my work, but it was where I connected with my community. And there were a lot of rules around businesses being able to share and not share. So one thing that I did was I decided to start a a group for businesses in our community and for those that support the local businesses. I had no idea that support local would become such a critical, critical movement in 2020. So the group started and it's, you know, it's grown to over 500 people. Um, not everybody there is a business owner, which is actually what we want. We don't want it to just be business owners. We want it to be people from the community and the surrounding communities that want to support our local businesses. And I do believe that, you know, this support local movement, at least in our small little seaside village has helped some of our businesses stay alive, has helped people to know about businesses they might not know otherwise. You know, we, a lot of us work from home. We don't have signs out the front. So, you know, that you're going to drive by and see that we have businesses. And I'm so grateful for support local, not only in my own local community, but it reminded us that there's so much value in our own neighborhood and we might not have been seeing it before. And I know that there is a deluge of small businesses that will not make it. And that I am not grateful for. Where my gratitude lies is in the fact that we're finally starting to recognize the importance 
of shopping in our own neighborhood. So I ask you going forward in 2021, where are you shopping local, right? What new stores have you discovered? Where are you going to invest, um, you know, some of your dollars into supporting the people that are in your community that have small businesses? I might not may, and maybe it's not through dollars. Maybe it's through sharing on social media, uh, doing a post, shouting them out in your newsletter, sharing them in your podcast, whatever it may be, but how can we all continue to support local in 2021? The last two are the trickiest things to be grateful for. Um, and for me, it's, it, it's courage. Having courage to show up this year and build a business, invest in yourself and invest in myself was not easy. And I'm tremendously grateful for the courage that I had when I stood up to my father. The, our living situation had been precarious actually since December of 2019. I had written about, you know, this situation living with my parents that was not going well. And there were definitely a lot of mistakes that, that I made, that we made, that they made to bring us to the situation where things were not healthy for anybody. And I lived in fear of being in my own home. And I am grateful that I had the courage to stand up, to change the family dynamic, to decide that I was no longer, I no longer wanted to live in this victim mentality and to take steps to changing the way that our family unit, the three of us had a relationship or not with my parents. I'm grateful for that courage. I think that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. The very last thing that I'm most grateful for in 2020 is resilience. Resilience. I feel like we, I feel like we all deserve to get our resilience badge to be here at the beginning of 2021 together to have made it through 2020 to maybe some of us survived and maybe some of us thrived and you're going to be somewhere along that spectrum and whatever, wherever you find yourself on that spectrum, there is resilience involved. I think resilience is one of the greatest gifts that our children will have out of this pandemic they have probably suffered in ways that we will not understand for many, many years, but in other ways they have truly been resilient because 
maybe they just don't know any different. And, and I love that about children, but I do think this ability to build resilience for our children is a gift that will continue far beyond 2020. And they are the ones that are, you know, building our new world that are creating what is to come. And, you know, I look at my own daughter and how resilient she's been in the child, the really the young woman she's become in a year. It it's a totally different experience from the child she was at in January of 2020 to the young woman she's become in the end of 2020. And I see a child with so many big dreams. She has these huge dreams and she is relentless. She will not stop until her dreams come true. Um, case in point, she you know, she was afraid of horses. She had a fear of horses because when she was about seven years old, she went to pet a horse and the horse and had an apple in her hand and the horse nipped her trying to eat the apple and it hurt. And she was afraid of horses, but she loves horses and loves horseback riding and just kept saying like, I want a horseback ride. I want a horseback ride. And then her friends were doing a horseback riding camp. And she said, I want to go to the camp. And we're like, okay. And she said, I want to overcome my fear of horses. And we said, okay. So we let her go to the camp. And then she would not stop telling us about, she needed a riding lesson. She needed riding lessons. Like, can I have riding lessons? And just relentlessly going after her dreams. And now, of course, she has a regular riding lesson every week. She had a riding helmet under the tree. Her, the rest of her, the gifts from you know the extended family were all related to her building these Chalet horse uh, play sets. Like it is an obsession for her. And now her latest vision and dream is to um, for us to live on a ranch and have horses. So she is relentless in her her resilience and her growth and her desire to just live out her dream. And I think that that resilience that we've all built, that ability to still be able to dream when you feel like so much has been taken away is the real gift of 2020 is just being able to see that we've built something this year. We've gone through something and it's not over, but we have this moment to shift the way that we think, to choose better decisions or different decisions as you move forward in 2021. Listen, 21 has always been my lucky number, not just because it's blackjack. It's my very first uh, number when I did a gymnastics competition when I was, I think I was eight years old. That was my number 21. I remember that was my number. So that's been my lucky number for a very long time. And I have all the face faith in the world that no matter what comes our way in 2021, we, the lessons and the gratitude from 2020 will carry us into creating a much better situation for so many of us and to really change the world. Friends, I thank you for being here. I thank you for showing up for the hundredth episode. I thank you for leaning into gratitude this year and to really deepen your practices. And maybe, you know, all of us can lean into gratefulness as a way of being and just knowing that you're on the right track and I'm here for you and we're doing this together and it's going to be okay. I love you. You are worthy 
you are important. You are one in billions and there's no one else like you. And this year, starting right now, right at this moment, when you're listening to my voice is your chance to really create everything you've always wanted because you create your reality. It doesn't matter what's happening all around you. You have the choice to create your reality, friend. Thanks for listening right to the end of the podcast, friend. I appreciate you. Did you enjoy this episode? Do you enjoy the podcast in general? It would mean so much to me if you would take the time to share this podcast with others. There's so many ways to share it through social media. You can share it directly through the Spotify app. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can post a screenshot to your stories. Whatever way is easiest for you, I thank you every single time you take a moment to share the podcast with others.